in this episode. It's called the dead zone at Mount Everest. Have oh. you heard? About, have you heard about this? No. And I think that's the difference between guys who really, really are like the pinnacle, the top, and then guys who are just in the middle. We're gonna get there. It's just a matter of when and how. Let's finish it. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Closing Pitch. My name is Spiker Helms, and I'm joined by my co-host, David Burpee. This is a show about culture, people, and creating a winning lifestyle. Our goal is to bring a blue-collar mentality and deliver hard-hitting questions of culture and people. There's no hidden agenda. Agenda. This is just straight talk. Got through the intro pretty well. I think Only I, one I mess up. I, just one little stutter. That's good for you. That's like a 92%. I mean, hey, I'll take it. I mean, um, Still an in, a. in school, I was getting like I was getting like 60s and 70s. Then I'd come home, and my mom's like, "You need to figure this out." I'm like, "Well, mom, if I'm if I'm batting 600 or 700, I'm in the Hall of Fame." So, what did your mom say to that? Uh, <laughs> no comment. Because I think my mom would have had a few, uh, depending on how old I was, uh, a few expletives uh, there. So. <laughs> So today we are um, talking about, I can see the dream, but it looks like Mount Everest. I don't even know where to start. And I can totally relate to this because um, one, with my social media career and marketing career, um, building an account, building accounts from zero and getting to just a hundred, just zero to a hundred is just, uh, feels like forever. Um, I'm right now on that trend with TikTok. I've gone from zero to 200 in two weeks and it feels like I've almost exhausted all my resources already and I'm tired. A star is born? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll not, we'll, it, it could possibly happen. We just don't know. But anyways, um, I'll kind of take that Trump route there. We don't know. Possibly. <laughs> it might happen. Um, so it's it's interesting because I it, it's been the same thing with baseball and my career with going to college baseball is when I was in youth, it seemed like that was a far distant land. That was a super far distant land and playing in front of um, – 3,000, 4,000 people just was, felt like impossible. Well, even when, when I was a kid, like you had that dream of, I want to be in the big leagues one day. I want to be like Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, it's surreal. My, you know, and you're just barely hitting off a tee or learning the game, but you, you, you that's where you want to get to. Well, even like business-wise, um, again, we're in the baseball industry, obviously, um, with amateur sports. Um, we do have teams across the the United States mm -hmm. but when we first started and we got that pitch from Aaron like hey let's grow this nationally at a local restaurant here it was like you want to do what you first thought is how do you do that how yeah. do you do something that's not been done and this goes into um, training for it too and Dave wrote down some notes and I want him to go off the off the first note that he wrote on this is um, there are things that Along the journey, we we sometimes before we start or even during the journey, we we forget. Um, and I think this is going to really serve a purpose for those who who have lofty goals, um, like building a business nationally or going into college baseball or being the valedictorian. 
um, at, at your school or university. Yeah, I think any of these examples that we're going to talk about today, Spike, are, are things that can be taken into any context, okay? Just any of those examples you just said. Um, there's going to be ways to probably go about it that we're going to talk about and ways to probably not go about it. that are going to halt you at that bottom layer of Mount Everest and you're not even going to start your climb. Yeah. And for the purpose of this conversation, um, I don't know if anyone's really familiar with, um, the, it's called the dead zone at Mount Everest. Have no. you heard of, have you heard about this? No. So there's actually like, there's been a lot of climbers up there that go up to Mount Everest. They're trying to reach Mount Everest, but how they, high is it? Do you have any idea? I have no idea. I don't know either. But, Sorry. Um, I think it's, I wish I was a, it's still the biggest mountain in the world. Yeah. I don't think they're growing mountains anytime soon, Dave. I don't know. (laughs) I don't study this stuff. I have no idea. (laughs) But there's a, there's a zone out there where the, it's the climbers that don't make it. It's kind of sad. They don't make it and they end up dying and they're frozen. But if you get past that zone, that's the mark of like you're probably going to make it most likely either you're either going to go past the zone or you are going to go back down one of the two it's kind of scary it is scary but if you think about it it's just like dreams we all have dreams we all have aspirations we want to reach to the mountaintop and a lot of people they get to a certain point and they get all the way up to level one level or level two level three level Mm -hmm. four and then they then they get into this funk and they can't break through. It's like a glass ceiling. Like I can't get through this glass ceiling. And they either let the dream die or they push through and they end up finding finding a way. You see that all the time. The easy ones, those easy levels, those first few, everybody can get through those. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, in sport, in business, anything, that's that's the easy stuff. That's stuff that's you know well-known. Everybody knows how to do it. Everybody shared their examples. You, you know how to get past those, past those steps. But at some point... And it hits it different for each person, but you're going to hit a level where you have to be like, figure it out yourself. There isn't going to be anybody else's help. Well, and you're going to get, there's going to be easy routes. Like there's going to be certain things that you're really talented at, that you're going to end up going down this route and just seems like everything just becomes super easy. But then you're going to get to a point where you end up, everyone does it. They reach a glass ceiling. Like one of our players, um, he is TikTok famous. And right now he has reached somewhat of a glass ceiling Mm -hmm. he's trying to break through right now he's at almost a half a million followers which is unbelievable that's like if if you don't know social media that is very very hard to do no matter what platform you're on that is very hard to do Mm -hmm. and he has reached this glass ceiling and he's trying to figure out okay what is the next step what do i have to do to get to a million two million three million because then you start talking like hey I, i actually have a thing going on right now so a lot of people, what they'll do though, is they'll reach that glass ceiling and they're like, you know what? This is all. I'm, this is all it is. This is all it's going to be. I can't get past it. Like the adversity hits them so hard that they're just going to stop. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Because maybe you got to figure out ten more things to get to that next level, but you're not willing to do it. Yeah. Or you're going to turn around. Like it's just like Mount Everest. Like, do I? Am I willing? Like this is very morbid, but it's so true. This is goes back to like David Goggins. If you have, if you don't know who David Goggins is, no, look he, him up. Yeah, he is the real deal. I've got. I'm going to die for my dream. I'm going to die for that goal. Well, you know what I kind of thought about when you said that. Like when you get all the way to that point, I think a lot of people just kind of start to pack, pat themselves on the back, man, man, look at where I got to. This is pretty cool. Instead of, 
understanding that maybe that extra level of work, that more that they put into it can elevate them even more. And I think that's the difference between guys who really, really are like the pinnacle, the top, and then guys who are just in the middle. Yeah, and like here's an example. So I, I studied economics. Economics was not my thing when I got into the financial world. That literally like the first week I was doing it, I was like, oh, God, this is not me. But then when I got into baseball, it just like it made sense. Like, okay, I love this game. This is my passion. I I, I like economics. I love learning it. I love human behavior and different decision making processes. I do like looking at charts and stuff like that. But baseball is my thing. I mean, I end up hitting a plateau like in my career as like a coach and a director, just like, man, is this all I'm going to be where I'm just, I'm just a coach. Like not saying like that's a bad thing because I do love coaching people, but I wanted to be more, I wanted to impact people on um, a mass scale and help people um, through the experiences of the game. Mm -hmm. So um, like the life lessons that I've learned from my coaches and um, from the guys in this organization. But when, when looking at it, I, I could have easily just said, you know what? Like I had people offer me jobs like, oh, you know what? I did my job here. I'm going to move on to the next thing in my life. Right. And the, but the thing is like every time that that opportunity came, I've never taken it because I knew that I probably wasn't going to be as happy Two, I was going to hit a glass ceiling. that was going to be even harder because it was not a passion of mine. Like I love social media, but that's not a passion of mine. My passion is the game. I love this game, and I love I love helping people understand um, life lessons to where they can carry it on to their life after baseball, after the game. Because like I, I I've said this before, like the guy that's doing TikTok, I am so proud of him. I am ecstatic about it because I know how hard that is. But I'm gonna be even I'm gonna be even more ecstatic when we get like three, four, five different players that are doing things in other industries oh yeah like being a lawyer being a doctor um being an entrepreneur like that stuff just jazzes me up because that is their mount everest absolutely it's it's a it's a definitely fulfilling feeling you know yeah to see that and and it's to see that those guys are not willing to just be okay with the status quo to just be okay you know saying hey i made it to this pinnacle this point and i'm okay with it they you know the that they're going to go push, that they're going to look for that freedom, that opportunity to evolve, to grow, to get better. And that's something that we preach constantly on this podcast. So, yeah. And another thing I want to talk about is like when we're going, when they're going after, um, the going after Mount Everest, that, um, the guys that, and you can see it in this game is like the fake hustle. And, um, that's a, that's a big thing for you, Dave. I know, um, just from your reaction. That you're, I think that I just took a big deep breath. In. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in hard work, but I'm also a big believer on, um, making sure that you're, you're doing the right things. And you can tell, like if you, if you're successful, if you're a person that is making a name for themselves in um, the medical field or in this game that we're in right now, there's only so much you can do to where you can fake it till you make it. Yeah. You get, you literally have to, your chips are going to be put onto the line where you got to let it's like that scene that we all see in the movies, um, where it's like the imposter syndrome, like, Oh, are you really, are you really the real deal? Are you not the real deal? You know, it, it drives me nuts. That's probably like one of the biggest things that I dislike when I, when I see it happen. Uh, that guy who, that person who is always talking about all the things that they're doing, that person that just continuously says, Hey man, we're grinding 
we're grinding, right, bro? <laughs> like, hashtag, we're out here grinding. Hashtag grinding. I'm like, and they're so loud about what they're doing, just, just almost like it just too much. And you don't see that in successful people. The, the people who are, like, truly grinding, which I don't really like that term, but the people who are just at, at, about their business just nonstop all the time, nose to the grindstone, head down, working, trying to find new ways to grow, find, trying to find new things to do to help themselves out in their game, to help themselves out in their business, to constantly just do it. And they're not sitting here wasting time telling others how much they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that fake hustle drives me nuts. You see it in players all the time, too. It's those kids that are only working when you're looking, and the minute I turn away, you're not working. Well, Instagram is filled with it, and there's a fine line between motivation and fake hustle. And I was talking to one of Shandy's cousins um, when I was up in New York last year, and he, and he asked me, he was like, hey, do you, do you follow these people? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I, and we had this conversation of like, I love this guy, but it's causing this fake hustle society, this fake hustle culture, and people don't realize what they're doing. Like they're saying what they should be doing rather than doing what they should be doing. They don't practice what they preach. Yeah, and, and I, I like looking at Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's a great example. That that guy is just fully tilted, working constantly, and his content that he puts out, it's not about it's not necessarily about his businesses. It's it's fun, it's creative. Um, he promotes the heck out of what he's what what his job is, like obviously Shark Tank and yeah. everything like that, and also giving business advice. Yeah, small business, yeah. Like that's real hustle. Like he's giving he it's all out for the person it's not showboating it's not showing it off like hey this is what i did it's this is what you can do oh because he, he puts all that out full well knowing that only a small percentage are going to actually take him up on it it's oh, funny yeah. like you'll listen to it a million times and you'll hear people talk about it and you know all these motivational speakers and everything else and I, I like think of the motivational speaker situation where he's talking to a thousand people how many people in that thousand person room how many people do you think actually take him up on that oh or or see the vision through well i mean and and i think they know those numbers when they say that when they go out there and they say like mark says it or like a gary or andy says it because they know like there's not going to be many people not not many takers because it is a hard road like um even the stuff like on social media like the stuff that um we do like sometimes we're concerned like oh they're just going to do the same thing that we're doing i'm like go for it it is so hard it is it is very very hard. If you if you want to do the same things that we're doing, you're gonna have to put in 12, 14 hour days because like yes, social media is free. It's great marketing, but bro, it is so hard because they're, you're trying to figure out okay, what's what is the message that I want to give get? What are people talking about? How do I how do I insert myself into the conversation where I don't feel spammy? Like it's it is a well, it is a totally different ballgame. It's it's are you worried about yourself or are you worried about your opponents? Yeah, that's a that's such a good thing to think about in terms of like the baseball example or business for for whatever you want to say. In the baseball example, I can't tell you how many times before a game I hear players talking about other guys on the other team, their their perfect game rankings, their PBR rankings, that these guys are so good and they're four zero in this tournament. I'm like, well, we we might as well not take the field, dude. Like, we're already done. Why are you worried about them? Worry about your business. Worry about what you're doing. Same thing here. If we worried about every other business that's out there is that, that's in our space trying to copy or do something different or what they're doing, we're not putting our attention on what we can control and what we can do. Yeah, and, it, and it's hard because, again, like when you see that brand name 
like coming up against you. This is why I love Major League Baseball. Like I remember, I forgot who I was talking to. It, it was a, it was it was a guy that was in the big leagues, and I was like, hey, what was it like going against this dude? And he's like, what do you mean? It's like, what was it like? And he's like, just when I got in the box, it was like a, oh, this is kind of cool, but. At the end of the day, it was me playing against my guys when I was nine years old or me um, playing college baseball against uh, Vanderbilt. It was the same thing. It should be the same thing. Yeah. That, that's what it should be. It shouldn't be different. You shouldn't have to, like, up your expectations, up your level of play to a certain situation. Well, it's like Mount Everest. Mount Everest is, is the brand, brand name for mountains. Like, if you're a climber and you climb Mount Everest, you're a person. You are the dude yeah in our industry the dude and do you think those those climbers look at mount everest and they say holy smokes this is mount everest they uh, probably think about that as they're going to it but when they get on that climb it is just another climb they they are they are tactically thinking about how do they tackle this mountain it has to be and it has to be that systematic approach otherwise if you let your emotions or clog your your thought process and everything else like that you get to that point where you feel like you're overwhelmed where you can't do it mm -hmm. and that it's 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 undoable you can't do it and the minute you start to think that you're done it's like us going to the moon same thing like do you think nasa when they're attacking this this problem like hey we need to beat the russians to the moon no they're like we're gonna get there it's just a matter of when and how that's a great mentality to have so, um, guys, if you're not if you're new to this uh, podcast, we do film in our facility. So if you hear any buzzes or quirks, and you're like, "What was that?" Um, we actually that's our neighbors. Um, it is a metal machine shop. <laughs> so I won't give them. They're they're not sponsoring us. So no, I won't give them no sponsor. <laughs> um, what do you think about this one? This situation, Spike. So, have you ever run into someone, and I'm sure you have, or some some business or whatever it is, whatever this is, uh, that can't be told that they're wrong that just always thinks that their opinion is right won't listen to others very closed-minded versus open-minded what are your thoughts on that and how do you think the people how do you think those two types of people succeed or don't succeed in life well i think it's an insecurity and it's insecurity for um like getting their feelings hurt it's a protect it's a protective lens because they they know like hey i'm i'm on a good streak right now i don't want my feelings to be hurt um, and I, I, I just want to protect that with all my might rather than like, oh, I could be wrong or I could be making a mistake. And that's the difference between followers and leaders. I think, uh, leaders are always going to listen. Mm -hmm. The best leaders do. Um, they're always going to try to understand the surroundings. They're always going to try to listen to people who, you know, may be above them in their game or in their business or below them and just always listen to opinions. And I heard a great phrase said once, and this one's always kind of stuck with me. You should always keep your ears open and always be open to change. And let's say you listen to a hundred opinions and you hate 99 of them, but that one opinion might change your outlook or your career. Oh, I agree that with that. one. So think about that. Cause you, there's so much noise out there, especially on social media, especially just in, in life in general. Everything's moving real fast. Mm -hmm. And there's a million things being thrown at you constantly. And it's real easy to shut everything out and just be like, I know what I know and I'm good. And you see it all the time. And you see it in politics. You see it in business. You see it in sports where yeah, I've been working with a kid before. And he's like, well, last year, you know, I hit 380. 
And uh, so, no, I'm not changing. Just I, I know what I I know what I know. I know what works. But what they don't know is that people will adjust. People will adjust to you. They'll, they'll work you differently. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden situations change and the game evolves. And now all of a sudden you're hitting 210 and you're wondering, what do I do? Well, it might be a little late, right? Yeah. So those guys who are always listening to their surroundings, listening to their people, because that one thing might be said, I've had those aha moments all the time. Or just I've heard somebody else say it and it makes my perspective change. Now I'm like, the path is clear. I, I see where I need to go now. Mm-hmm. But if I was closed-minded and I didn't think about that, I didn't let those thoughts come in or those opinions come in, I would have never known. Yeah, it's, it's you're being able to pivot. That's a big thing. If, if I'm able to pivot, I'm able to make the adjustment. And But then you're saying, okay, well, if I listen to all these opinions, how do I know which one's right? Time, this is, this is one thing that Dave's really good at. He's really good. He's process-oriented where he won't jump right away into it. He'll listen to it, kind of digest it, and then he'll go. Um, I think that's uh, with a lot of great entrepreneurs like Vanderbilt, Carnegie, um, a lot of those guys, if you look, read up on their history, they listened to a lot of opinions and then they ended up making the decision, okay, this is the route that I need to go in. And they just kept on listening and listening and listening. That's the same thing that I'm doing with social media, how I, how I approach social media. I don't jump all in on a platform. I'll taste it, feel it, mm-hmm. understand it. And then I'll jump in. Gary Vaynerchuk says it really, really well. Test the waters, see what it's like, get out, and then just wait to see how it happens. Mm-hmm. And let, the, let the platform mature. It's the same thing with businesses. JP Morgan did the same thing when he started buying up all those businesses in America. He, 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 he would see this landscape, see where the, where the hedges were, and then went all in on those hedges. So like, it's the same thing. And when you don't do that and you think, okay, I've read these books and these are the books that I'm – I'm used to, this is what the world is like. But in reality, you are only subject. You chose those books. You, no one else chose those books. You chose those books. Well, and the craziest thing is, like, think about some, some people who are real successful now. If you rest on those laurels and be like, look what we did to build this. This works. We are not changing this. Mm-hmm. I hate to be that bear of bad news, but if, in five years, you might think differently. And it's it's all mindset to me. It's yeah. all different. Well, even look at um, Bezos. Like people were wondering, like, why is he going after space? Why wouldn't you go <laughs> after space? That's like the most untapped area ever. Like, obviously, it's going to take for like it's going to cost so much. The risk is so high of like the possibilities. Even like AR and VR, same thing. Like people yeah. are like, why are you going down this route? The the risk is so high, and like it's going to be a reality at some point. It's, it, and it's those thinkers like Vanderbilt thought the same thing back when he was, uh, when he was running in the 1800s, like I'm going to build a railroad system throughout this whole United States. How many people do you think told him he was crazy? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I'm sure it's on. So, um, if you guys haven't subscribed to the show, um, please do. That helps us out a lot. Also, if, um, you would like to write a review five star, preferably, um, that would be awesome as well. That helps us reach more people. And it's always good to see, um, how you guys think about this show. So, um, what is the next point here, Dave? Um, here's another one that we brought up and this one too is, is, you know, it's something that I think that people will all resonate with because I think you see it everywhere. Um, and that is that person or group that as they're climbing up that ladder of success, 
all of a sudden starts to forget where they came from, starts to think that jobs underneath them are medial, that, that they don't matter, that they're above doing that, and that because they've reached some level of plateau success, that now that, that's where they belong, and that, that, they, that they just forget about everything else, and that their only, their only importance is at that level. And that's kind of been something that, in a small business setting or in a, in a club setting, I think you have to not just worry about your top guys, your best guys. Jaw says this so well, and I love this phrase that he said. He goes, what this club was built on, the Tigers, was that we are here to not only help the guy who's trying to reach that Division One scholarship or get that pro opportunity, but we're also here for that seven-year-old who is so excited to just learn how to hit off a tee. That is such a great phrase because it, it shows that we're, we're here to service and help any different player, any different level, and we can. Like, who says you have to choose one or the other? Why do you have to be one way or the other? Why can't you be all-encompassing? Why can't you do multiple things? And same thing in, in a business aspect. Who says the CEO? Who says the guy who's at the top, who's having a certain level of success, and maybe he's, he's positioned ahead of other people? Who says he can't be the guy who's going to help, go help clean or help do little things that are going to help? Well, just the messaging that, that delivers to the rest of the um, employees. Um, I know from my standpoint, whenever I see Aaron, like if we're, we're, if I'm doing a cleaning job and then he ends up jumping in, just not even, no one asked him, he jumps in on a cleaning job. Um, it, it sends a real big message to everyone that like, Hey, I'm in this too. I'm, I'm doing even the, the littlest job possible, which is super important. Again, like do, does the business want or the group want him to be doing that every day? No, because opportunity cost yeah. versus um, what he could what he could be doing at that time that's a that's a big thing that he always has to weigh like I'm I'm doing it too I have to weigh my options at this point where back when I was 23 24 you want me to paint that wall hell yeah I'm painting yeah. that wall yeah you want me to clean that trash can I'll make that completely spotless want me to power wash it out I'll power wash it out well and it's it's uh it turns a me situation into a we situation and that is that's very 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 important well again you know it's a success of a team success of a business it's when it's a we when you hear guys talking about we are in this etc it's um it's a group going to fight it here's another great example here's a baseball example for this okay if everybody was just i hear this said all the time um, from a coach that I coached with. We talk about a nine versus one mentality on the field. So there's nine people on the field in defense, okay? And think about this from a psychology perspective. If everybody's out there just fighting their own battles, just worried about themselves, it's basically the pitcher versus the hitter, one versus one. And sure, does that, does that you know, you might win some, you're going to lose some, okay? But now let's say the catcher starts communicating. After every good pitch, he, he's really trying to build up that relationship with the pitcher. He's really trying to feel like me and you are in this together. Then you got two versus one. Better odds. I like him better. Now all of a sudden, let's say a pitcher makes a great pitch, gets an out, ground ball to the shortstop. He makes a great play, throws it across. Uh, first baseman catches it, throws it back around. They do the horn. And... Every, now the whole infield's talking, that a boy, nice pitch, et cetera. Hey, shortstop, good job, et cetera. Now you just add four more. You're six versus one. 
Same play happens on the next at bat. Outfielder goes and makes a diving play. Everybody's now talking. Everybody's together. We're, we're fighting this battle as one. Now you're nine versus one. We want that nine versus one mentality, and that mentality can be taken into any other context. You know who the most undervalued person on a team? This and you can put this into any any industry or any any type of situation. The most undervalued person um, is the person that's able to talk and rally people around. And in baseball, it's the person that's usually the loudest and most excited to be there, mm-hmm. giving high fives, um, slapping guys on the butts, and um, getting guys rallied up. And just like little little things around the dugout, it doesn't have to be the star either. Oh, it's it's, it's and, and sometimes more times it's, it's, not. it's not, and sometimes it's not. It's really awesome when it is. Like when you have a star that ends up being that guy. Like that's why I think Brett Favre was so loved, was because he was that dude. Yeah, like he was a guy that was a gunslinger. Like this guy is so talented. But like when you see him in training camp, like he would like go crazy like for guys like he gets so pumped up for like the littlest things like man look at you you drink that water right nice Ce- job. celebrating each other's <laughs> successes man it's a it's a really important thing yeah and i just think that if if you're trying to find your niche in all this i think that's a big thing is like if you're not the most talented person and again personality plays a huge factor in this but if you're a person that's able to come into the work and smile give high fives don't don't slap butts because that's that's a baseball term. But I mean, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is like being a person that's just so overly joyed to be there and um, happy to see everybody. That is contagious. Like I want to be around more of those people. Yeah. If if I have a person that's in the workforce and they come up and they just every time they talk about like news or they talk about like drama. Yeah, I, I don't want to be. Right. I, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be around you. It's just a negative vibe. Like you complain after like a phone call or anything like that. Yeah. Like I'm out. I'm I'm toasted. I'm out. See ya. Um, that's the biggest thing. Is like those people are so undervalued when they're like super excited. Builds that culture. Oh, it, without it, a doubt, it builds that. It's a controllable. That's the best part. It is a controllable. It's the have tos versus get tos culture. If you say you have to go do something, you're you're you don't want to. If you say you get to, and you can get a lot of people to say that in your culture, you're gonna win. It's and and that's like that's like tackling Mount Everest. Like those climbers, that's not just them. Like they they, they have a team. I get to go climb Mount Everest. Uh, yeah, like well, they have like a team around them, like saying like like rallying behind them. It's like a boxer, a boxer going into a fight or an MMA fighter going into a fight. Like yes, it's a single person out on that stage. But at the end of the day, there's a team around them rallying, and they're gonna they're gonna make sure that that person is is ready. Well, and do you think that it prepares you for the toughest time? It doesn't prepare you for the easy times, right? Having that group, that people around you that are gonna help and, and do anything for you, you'll get through the easy times without a breeze. It's so easy. But when that tough time happens and that situation rears its ugly head, that is forcing you into a real tough decision. A real tough something that an action that's going to have to get you out of it. If you don't have people behind you, you're gonna you're gonna lose. Oh, and that's the breaking point. That's what that's the difference between losing and that's, winning. That's your death valley that you talk. Oh, about. that it is. Like, if you really want to know what you were made of, you you must be searching for that that level, like Mount Everest, where there, that is the death pit. Yep. Because if, like if you, I think I just made up that word. But anyways, <laughs> we'll look it up later. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like if you, when you get to that point, that's when you know, like, all right, I've arrived. Now it's time to go to work. Yep. 
which that's, is kind of scary to think about. Like I've climbed all this way. That's when the real fun starts. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, it's it's a playoff push. Um, it's even like tournaments. Tournaments are so so good for building character. Like on Sunday, mm-hmm. there's no scouts there on Sunday. Oh yeah. No scouts. You do you really want to win this tournament? Or are we just or are you just saying that you want to win? Like, are you tired? Are you on your sixth grade? Oh, it's okay. Hey, listen, it's the sixth game of the weekend. It's okay to be a little tired. It's okay to be if you win, if you lose, it's not a big deal. You made it. Yeah. Well, it's like the Premier National Championship. Like I was talking to my guys when I coached them, fifteens and sixteens, and I said, There's gonna be no scouts there on Sunday. Just to let you guys know. But if you really want to win a national championship, it's gonna be on it's gonna be on Sunday. That's where no one's there. All the teams have left. They've all gotten their flights. They're heading home. You are out there. You are tired. Your muscles ache. Your ankles hurt. Your wrists hurt. And you're about to travel. You're about to tackle on a triple or double header. And the dudes that are just so excited about that are yeah. the real winners. Oh, yeah. It's not even a college World Series. Like, it's different when you're in college baseball because you know, like, hey, there's going to be fans there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get going. Like, it's going to be the real thing. You know, um, College World Series, I forgot what year it was. It was um, when uh, Coastal Carolina beat Arizona in the College World Series. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was like three years ago, maybe. Three years ago. I want to say. So, I don't know if you remember this, but they ended up doing a rain delay, and they ended up canceling Game 3. They canceled Game 3, and they're going to they're gonna play it in the afternoon the next day. Do you remember that? Uh-uh. So when that happened, I called it. I said, Coastal Carolina is going to win this game because they, they literally fought tooth and nail, just like grinded it out through the whole playoffs. And they're a team that is that's built for the afternoon shift because there's going to be no fans there. Arizona was complete opposite. They were built for like more adversity. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Arizona was like, like if you looked at that lineup, it was just stacked with dudes, just left and right. Like holy smokes, like six four, six three, and then Coastal Carolina had um, these like little guys, mm-hmm. and just their their starter came out and like was on really really short rest and came in yeah. and just shoved. I like, remember that guy too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and that's that is the difference is like when you least expect it and you have that opportunity where like you can make an advantage point, that's when you take, take over. And I think that's, that's your death valley or your death zone or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> like if you're climbing Mount Everest and you reach yeah. that death zone, you're like, hell yeah, now I'm going to win. That's, that's a different mentality. Oh, without a doubt. Um, guys, that is the show for the closing pitch. Actually, I totally botched this you, you up. just skipped it. I know. I totally botched up the whole point of the closing pitch. Jesus. <laughs> um, all right. Closing. Now, now you have to go first. I have to go first. The yep. Closing pitch. Yep. Okay, my closing pitch. I almost. I literally gave it like five seconds ago. But um, it's when you reach, when you reach the death zone. Um, and this is for every dream. Like think about Mount Everest as literally a metaphor for every person's dream, your dream, whatever you want to do. You are going to climb this mountain, and you're going to get to a point. You're like, man, this is kind of tough. Then you're going to get to level three. You're like, man. I'm I, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. And then you get to like level four, level five. And then you like, well, I don't know, man. Like you, when you start getting that doubt, that's when you know that you're about to reach greatness. Then when you get to the death zone or the, the valley of despair, that is where you need to take over because now you have reached to the brink of greatness and you have a decision. Do I go through this and I'm willing to die for my dream 
Or should I go back down the mountain and say, hmm, I don't know if this is for me or hmm, I'll just do it the next day. That's my closing pitch. My closing pitch, and I'm going to start with an example that I heard, um, I think it was on a podcast maybe over a year ago, but it really kind of resonated and stuck with me. And it talks about, it's kind of a quote, it's um, where obstacles are always going to hit you in life and there's always going to be adversity and and issues and problems that you're going to have to achieve. And the situation was, at one point in time, for everyone in the world, walking was really difficult. And now we think walking so easy. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> For everyone. There's not one person that didn't fall down. Now, you, didn't, you don't remember it because you were a little baby. But at one point, walking was the most difficult thing in the world. And now, for most people, it's, it's not hard. Yeah. Okay? And take that, take that into your – take that perspective into life that you're going to face hurdles. You're going to face jumps. You're going you're gonna to – just face a lot of issues and problems and you're going to have your ups and downs, but you're going to look back at it. If you keep pushing through as, Oh, that wasn't that bad that I'm, I'm going to keep mush, keep pushing, keep getting there, keep taking that level up. And when you reach your death Valley or you reach whatever that to generally the harder it is, the better the feeling you get when you overcome it. And so keep on that, keep on keeping on as Joe dirt would say, but uh, just keep the keep your mind open keep listening keep observing and keep you know keep making sure you push through those tough times that is our closing pitch guys um if you'd like to give your closing pitch we use an app called anchor you can send in your audio waves also please give us a review um this is huge for us when it comes to podcasting and being able to reach more people and also it gives us a good idea of uh, what we're doing right and what you guys love listening to so please subscribe give us a review um, we're also on spotify we have a youtube channel just type in rawlings tigers uh, that's where we're putting the closing pitch at um, and guys until next time um, climb your mount everest keep attacking it and we will talk to you in the next episode see ya Thank you for watching or listening or both to The Closing Pitch. If you would like to get your closing pitch featured on the show, we use a podcasting app called Anchor where you can submit your statement or question via audio. Or what you can do is comment in the comment section of this post. We also accept direct messages. Please give us the A-OK if you do send us a DM to use your statement or question on the show. Last thing, please give us a review on your platform of choice five star preferably and we value your opinion and this allows us to reach more people thank you for listening and we will catch you in the next episode